Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, welcome to Sight and Sound Music. My name is Jay Williams. Hello, if you're seeing me on YouTube right now, welcome. This is a little bit different. If you're listening to this right now on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found, SoundCloud, whatever, uh, there's a YouTube component to this episode. This is something that I wanted to try to do a little bit different. Um, I'm going to be planning a potential YouTube show that's just video 30 minutes to an hour long. I don't know. Basically a similar kind of thing that I do with sight and sound music every week on the podcast, but doing a video component for it. So I figured why not? Let's test this out right now. Let's do a video uh, component for sight and sound music. Yeah, it's been a really interesting week. Well, this is coming out on a Friday. Uh, and I'm recording this on a Sunday before, so like an entire, I'm sorry, on a Saturday before, almost an entire week before this episode actually comes out. So uh, one other thing too, just to say this, if you missed uh, on our YouTube channel, I reviewed uh, the new Run the Jewels album, Run the Jewels 3. I also uh, reviewed the new season of the OA, the new Netflix series that's out right now. If you haven't watched those videos, go check them out. Um, obviously, if you've seen the OA, make sure you watch that review. If you haven't seen it, there are spoilers in that. In those two videos, I recorded those on the same day back to back, and I was wearing the same shirt that I'm wearing right now. So uh, I thought I thought about the fact that I was going to do this podcast, and then I thought about the fact that I was going to do a video for this podcast, and I've remembered I'm wearing the same shirt. So people probably think that I just don't bathe or something like that. But I I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? I, I wear a lot of flannel. Like flannel is my thing. That's been my thing ever since I was in high school. I, I've always worn I've always worn flannel, excuse me. And when flannel kind of became like a more popular thing to wear in fashion, um, I don't know. I was kind of like, should I be wearing this still? I don't know. But I just learned like a few years ago that flannel is something that you're not supposed to apparently wash that often. You're only supposed to wash it every so often. You can wear it multiple times without washing it. Um, is that really a thing? I've been going on a few wears with this. Uh, I think people wonder about the old underarm smell here. Yeah, the old underarm smell here. But uh, as I heard one fashion guy talk about it on a podcast – he basically said that as long as you're wearing deodorant and you're wearing an undershirt with it, then it shouldn't really be that much of a problem. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Comment in the comment section below of this video. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about fashion as much as I would like to. We're not here to talk about beverages like cocoa water, Vita cocoa water. Um, we're here to talk about music, sight and sound music. Uh, let's get a few things out of the way. Big shout out to Luke Jaggers, who was on last week's Sight and Sound Music. If you missed that episode, make sure to watch it or, or not watch it, but make sure to go back and check it out. Um, on that episode, I actually talked about the fact that I am planning on doing Sight and Sound Music uh, every week now. That's kind of a goal of mine. I'm not saying 100% that that's what it's going to be moving forward, but as of right now, that's the plan. One thing that I've learned in podcasting, especially when your podcasting is kind of like a side gig, when you have a full-time job, you can't really put 
hard dates on yourself. You can't really put put like a timetable on the things you're actually doing because you know, life gets in the way and you end up looking like a fool. So, and I'm, I'm used to looking like a fool. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I like to keep the podcast sight and sound or in the galaxy or whatever I do very tight, neat and tidy. Um, another bit of news, if you guys missed it, uh, I have a music project called separator. Um, we dropped our first two songs ever. It's myself and my buddy Carl Bragg who plays guitar on the project. Yeah, we released our first two songs. We released them on the Friends of Music podcast featuring or hosted by my good buddy Matt Bauer. Uh, Matt was on Sight and Sound Music uh, some episodes ago and I was on his podcast. I did his podcast and we talked a lot about music. So definitely if you're here and you like music, make sure to check that out. But um yeah, I we've had th- these uh, these songs in the pipe for a little bit now, and I just thought it would be nice to kind of debut them on Friends with Music. So you can go listen to those songs over there on his podcast uh, right now. Very shortly, those songs will be available on SoundCloud and here on the Sight & Sound YouTube channel for people to listen to and eventually on Spotify. But big thank you to Matt. Um, you can find our band i guess it's called it's just two people but you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash uh separator sound and on instagram at separator sound um, hope you guys enjoy that i'm very proud of those songs carl and i both are very proud of those songs so yeah check them out i might even drop one of them in as like a little musical break during this just for the hell of it why not right it's my show i can do whatever i want So shameless self-promotion, shameless plug. That's the other weird thing about this YouTube video that I'm doing right now. I usually edit my YouTube videos pretty well, kind of edit some pauses out here and there. Or if I, if I stutter or say like, or um, too much, I'll, uh, you know, I'll edit that out, but this is probably going to go up relatively unedited outside of a break that we're going to take here in a minute. Um, today's episode was something that I had the idea for a while back. I kind of put it together today. Um, and I think the title of the the episode is going to make it sound like I'm some sort of pretentious asshole because uh, it's called How to Listen to Music in 2017. Um, I'm not instructing people on how to actually listen to music. What I'm here to talk about today are the different ways that people listen to music in 2017. Um, the different ways people find out about music, the different ways that people find out about new music, um, the different types of music fans that there are out there. So we're going to get into all of that in, uh, in just a little bit. I do want to talk a little bit about um, what we've got going on on Sight and Sound. Obviously, this is a Friday when this goes up, but last week we talked pretty extensively about Run the Jewels. That was our topic of conversation on uh, Sight and Sound Weekly for the music portion. Also have my album review, like I already said. I also did another album review for it on In the Galaxy podcast, so make sure you check that out. And uh, let's see, what else did, did we talk about uh, on Sight and Sound that had to do with music. I think that might be it. Run the Jewels has kind of been the main topic um, on Sight and Sound Weekly. This week on Monday's episode, we actually talked a lot about um, Coachella, Coachella Music Festival, and kind of 
festivals in general, how people feel about music festivals, this weird sort of stigma that's out there about music festivals, what they mean, what people are getting into when they go to these things. Um, it's a topic of conversation that I think is important to have because, I mean, look, music festivals are one of the primary ways that huge acts get out there to a lot of people and tour. They don't do, you know, you have big acts like Radiohead that tour around all the time and that's fine, but um, it's very efficient for them to do these big music festivals because so many people come to see them. But they have their their pros and they definitely have their cons, those music festivals. So um, yeah, make sure you check that out if you haven't listened to this week's Sight and Sound Weekly. Uh, if you're just interested in the music content, obviously you can check out our Sight and Sound Bites that are on our SoundCloud page. Uh, the way The best way to stay in touch with all of that stuff is – probably to follow us on our Facebook page, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash uh, pod. A few other things I want to go through. I want to do, uh, I'm, I'm, this isn't what my music show is going to be like, so to speak. So uh, I do want to kind of test something out real quick. I want to talk about the correspondence that we've had on Sight and Sound. I might do a segment on my music show called Correspondence. Um, what that means is just some conversations that I've had with people uh, over the last couple of weeks or so regarding music. The first one that I want to get out of the way right now, if you guys watched my Run the Jewels 3 uh, album review and you saw the comment section, there is a uh, – I had a little bit of a back and forth with a viewer or a subscriber – uh, by the name of Itchy Vinyl. And I want to address this right now. You know, Itchy Vinyl, if you're listening to this or anybody that saw that, if you're listening to this, just know that I'm not trying to like throw anybody under the bus. I'm not trying to do anything like that. Um, I j- just want to kind of address it. Why not? Let's talk about what we talked about. First things first, I welcome any sort of conversation uh, that any of our viewers, listeners, whatever, want to have with us, whether they agree or disagree. I am so open to the idea of open discussion uh, outside of the content that we put out. And if you disagree with us, we completely uh, welcome that conversation. Uh, with that being said, there is a right way and a wrong way to disagree with somebody Obviously, make sure that if you're going to disagree with somebody, know that at the end of the day, both people just have different points of view. There's no point in getting pissed off or frustrated about either individual's point of view. It it is what it is. Um, obviously, if you disagree with something, you can go into it and have a an educated debate to try to prove somebody wrong. That's perfectly fine as long as it's done in a respectful manner. That's kind of how I go about all of these things. And the conversation is relatively constructive. Now, with all that being said, I want to put it out there that the comments that went back and forth between itchy vinyl and myself on that YouTube video, uh, are, were 100% fine in no way were those, you know, on the side of good, disagreements and bad disagreements, Itchy Vinyl was nowhere near the side of of a a bad disagreement or a bad debate or discussion. Um, It was just an interesting conversation that went back and forth. So basically his – from his perspective, his criticism, which is a perfectly fine criticism, was the fact that I didn't go as in-depth on the background 
of Run the Jewels and their their members, LP and Killer Mike, as I probably should have. And while that is, first of all, that's a fair criticism, and that's a, a nice challenge to kind of, you know, give to Ryan and I. Look, I will always be forthcoming about the knowledge that I do have, as well as forthcoming about the knowledge that I don't have. So. If there's something that I don't know about or I'm not that familiar of, I will always let you guys know. I'm not just going to bullshit you guys and try to act like I don't know uh, or act like I know about something that I don't know. And I was forthcoming on that episode. I said that I was not a hip-hop head. I didn't have a ton of background information on Run the Jewels outside of some of the information that I did give. Uh, With that being said, could we have prepared a little bit better um, for – topics that we don't know that much about 100%. Absolutely. But um, yeah, that was just kind of his challenge to us. He also took issue with the fact that I wasn't comparing Run the Jewels to Kanye West and Drake by any means. It was the fact that I had mentioned their names kind of in the same conversation. Um, I don't know how he feels about Kanye West and Drake, but uh, he just took issue that I was kind of lumping those individuals in the bigger conversation of popular hip hop and rap, considering Run the Jewels are more of an alternative to that. While I agree with that 100%, I do think it's worth noting just because of how good they are and just how good they are at their craft. You know, we do talk about these individuals because if there is a overall genre of rap music, like there is an overall genre of rock music, um, I personally do think you can have those discussions where you do compare bands and artists in a certain capacity. So that's just my take on it. That's all I really wanted to say. Um, outside of that, there really wasn't much more correspondence. Our buddy Phil, who used to be on Film Beef, who you might end up hearing from in the future here on Sight and Sound, he actually sent me uh, his top 10 album of the year list from 2010. I don't know. I'm not one of those individuals who like lives by their time hop. I don't, I don't even have a time hop. I don't really go back on things that I've posted about. Um, but you know, he felt the need to, uh, send this information. And, and I think it was, uh, it was warranted. He sent me his top 10 (laughs) at the time. He called it the top 10 CDs of 2010, which is funny. His number one album, uh, a day to remembers what separates me from you, it's a good album. It's a good album. I enjoy that album quite a bit. I remember listening to that album at the time, hearing it, I was kind of slipping away from my love for that band, A Day to Remember, a band that I go really far back with. Um, it just wasn't a project that was interesting to me that much. But when this album dropped, I remember listening to it and thinking, my God, this band really does know what they're doing. Uh, number two, Kanye West, my Beautiful, Dark, and Twisted Fantasy. Who else does he have on here? Bring Me the Horizon at number seven. There is a Hell. That album is unbelievable. I slept on that album the year that it came out. I didn't really mess with that band much at all um, because of I didn't really care for them early on in their career. But that album really woke woke my eyes. It really opened my eyes to how I felt about that band. And, yeah, I love that album for sure. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, This Is War, that is an amazing album. That is a really fantastic album, an underrated album overall for a band that I don't really know how people feel about 30 Seconds to Mars. Like, I don't know if they welcome the fact that Jared Leto, this superstar actor, 
is also a musician. I don't know if they welcome that fact. Um, every time I, I listen to them, I have that in the back of my head, like Jared Leto sings to this band. That's fucking weird. So, um, that is a very good album. And number nine, Circus Survives Blue Sky Noise, which is a, a fantastic album. Love that as well. I'm a huge, huge Circus Survive fan. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that doesn't wrap it up for correspondence. One more thing I wanted to address. I'm recording this before we do Sight and Sound Weekly. But uh, the album, one of the albums that came out uh, this past week was the new Yumi at Six album, Night People. It's called Night People. And I listened to that album. Ryan's going to be doing a review on it. Some cor- We had all day Friday, the Friday that that dropped, this past Friday, a week from today when you guys are watching or listening to this. Um, all day was pretty much about that album and our thoughts on that album. I've never been a you, me or a you, me. That's a terrible name. That is just a really bad name to even say. It's hard to say. I've never been a you, me at six fan. I've known who they are. I'm familiar with uh, their feature work on the bring me the rise album. I was just talking about and yeah, just never really paid that much attention to them, but because I have a music podcast and I'm doing all this stuff now, I paid attention to this album and yeah, I, I'll give my thoughts on Sight and Sound Weekly. Maybe you guys have heard it by now, but all day was about going back and forth about this album and what we thought about it because Ryan is a huge fan of this band. So that's, that's pretty much it for correspondence. That's pretty much all I've got for the intro of this. This has been a little long for an intro, but that's okay because we have a lot to talk about on the rest of the episode. I'm going to take a quick break. Let's play a commercial, or maybe this is a good time to throw in uh, a song from my project, my music project called Separator. It looks weird that I don't have two hands here. Sorry, guys, if you're listening to this, it's weird doing this on YouTube and recording it as a podcast, but I'm also looking at myself. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to take a break. Let's listen to a Separator song off of my music project, Shameless Self-Promotion. That's okay, right? Big thumbs up. And we'll be back to talk about how to listen to music in 2017. We'll be right back on Sight & Sound.
Welcome back to Sight and Sound Music. It's weird doing this video stuff. Uh, you can't see it in the room around me. Basically, anything that you can't see on camera is an absolute mess, uh, sort of. I've got like a pile of wires down beside me. Even the stuff like right behind me is like, a, I don't know. It's just messy. It's messy. I'm going to clean after I do this podcast. Ryan Snelling is texting me. I think he's freaking out because I told him I was doing this whole video thing and he has no idea. Uh, yeah, he has no idea what's going on. Anyways, let's get into it. What we're here to talk about, how to listen to music in 2017. Like I said earlier, it sounds like a really pretentious thing to say, but it's it's not. Um, look, it's 2017. There are new ways to listen to music. And I think the first thing that we have to address <clears throat> as music fans are what types of music listeners exist. And you have to kind of ask yourself, what type of music listener are you if you're watching this or listening to this? Um, I've kind of broken it down into four categories. Uh, the first category is you are uh, barely a music listener. And what that means is that there's people out there, people that just, they don't listen to much music. There's people out there, they don't even listen to the radio that much. They don't get on streaming services, whether it be a Spotify or Apple Music or, uh, you know, like having their own music catalog. They, there's just people out there that don't have that. And, and that's fine. You know, I personally don't quite get it. I don't understand how people can go there. Uh, their day-to-day lives without having music in their lives. But that might just be me living in, in my own, uh, you know, in my own little bubble. The next category is a casual music listener. A casual music listener is someone who who does listen to music, but they don't actively – they don't actively seek out new music or music in, in general. They kind of let music be – uh, exposed or delivered to them. And back in the day, years and years ago, and even today to a certain extent, this would have been the category that people who just listen to the radio fall in. Um, the radio does its job as a medium that uh, you know delivers music directly to people. They sort through, they categorize, they taste make, um, and they they deliver music straight to you. In 2017 or in the last few years, people that just would have turned on the radio and listened to the radio, they've navigated to the digital age. And these are the type of people who rely on services, in my opinion, this is obviously just my take, but people that rely on services like Pandora. Uh, Pandora for me kind of replaces the radio because you really don't have to use your brain to kind of work it. You pick a potential station that already exists or you pick an artist that you like and you let, uh, you let Pandora kind of, um, curate a playlist for you or curate, uh, the music that's being played before you. Um, I try to kind of push people who are casual music lovers to the next step by saying, hey, why don't you at least get Spotify? That way you can at least choose the music that you want to listen to. That might shift them into another category potentially, but um, 
And a lot of people kind of tell me the same thing. They like the fact that they don't have to think too hard about that. Um, if you are, if you think you're a casual music listener and the other, um, before I get into that, the other thing that I have to say about casual music listeners is that they don't actively seek out, um, additional music content, whether it, you know, they don't go on blogs, they don't, they don't actively seek out new artists and stuff like that. I tell people all the time that if you want to turn your brain off, you can do that on Spotify for sure. And things like Apple music and title, uh, streaming services such as these, uh, they have existing playlists for different moods, different types of days, different genres of music. That's all found in the browse screen of Spotify. I really like those playlists. I found, I find out about a lot of artists via some of those curated playlists that already exist. And a lot of people don't even realize that Spotify has its own built-in radio streaming sort of uh, radio streaming service in Spotify that works the exact same as Pandora. It might not be as good I don't know. I've never really done the research to compare the two, but that does exist. That exists on, on, uh, on Spotify. The next category of a music listener is what I would call a heavy listener. Um, this is somebody that does listen to a lot of music on a day-to-day basis. They, they actively seek out new music. They actively are, uh, engaged in in music and the music that they pick, the types of music that they listen to. Yeah, these are a lot of people. Probably a lot of people that watch this are con- I would consider heavy music listeners. Not heavy music like the genre, but heavy music in terms of how much they consume. Uh, I know a ton of people that are like this. You are the types of individuals who who actively seek out new music, who are finding out about new bands, who are making your own playlists, adding uh, artists to your uh, artist list on Spotify. And yeah, you might even, you know, yeah, you might even talk about it. I don't know that that's kind of what I would consider a heavy music listener. There is one step above that. Um, I'll talk about that in just a second. I want to say, I'm just going to throw this out there. Ryan Snelling, if you missed it, Ryan did a video on our YouTube channel that was essentially him talking about how sad and pathetic his Spotify most played songs of 2016 was. He was really kind of down on himself. So I've kind of challenged him to maybe step that up in 2017. But if I had to guess where I would place Ryan on this list of uh, what type of music listener are you, I would put him somewhere in between a casual and a heavy listener because he does actively, you know, actively seek out um, the artists that he listens to and chooses to listen to, but he's not to the point where he's really going completely out of his way to find out about new artists and stuff. Sometimes he does, but sometimes he requires people like myself to kind of help him, you know, suggest artists to him and, and, and whatnot. The last category in this of what type of music listener are you is, uh, you are a music nerd. You are one step above a heavy music listener. Um, you're like me. I consider myself a music nerd. And what that means is that these are individuals who absolutely just engulf themselves in everything music related. They don't just actively seek out new artists, but they go out of their way to, uh, you know, to really dive deep into new music and finding new music. These are the types of individuals who have conversations about music on a regular basis, who 
purchase vinyl, who collect vinyl, people who go on music websites and music blogs to get an extra layer of the uh, mythology behind music or the backstories behind music or who have podcasts about music or listen to podcasts about music. These are the people that I consider music nerds. Um, I consider myself a music nerd for sure. Uh, these are also the people who live and die by their album of the year list. I'm not saying that you have to check all these boxes off. I'm just kind of saying that these are the types of factors in each of these categories. Um, yeah, music nerds are music nerds. They, uh, they kind of keep the wheel turning of, uh, of, of music in popular culture, I think, because, these are the people who really push for certain artists to be held in certain regards. Uh, we, we can also be music snobs. That's a hundred percent the case, but yeah, these are kind of the four different categories of, you know, music listeners in 2017 or, or just in general. Uh, so which one are you, you know, comment in the comment section below this YouTube video and, and let us know or tweet at us or whatever. Let us know what type of music listener you consider, yourself. Uh, the next topic I want to get into is how, how is music consumed in 2017? Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Obviously the radio is a huge factor. Um, I don't, I don't know how many people are listening to the radio these days. I personally don't listen to the radio hardly at all. Um, I know, I know talk radio is really big. Obviously podcasting is a big thing too. So that kind of translates there. Um, obviously there's Pandora, there's streaming services like Tidal and Apple Music and Spotify, as we've already talked about. Um, YouTube. YouTube is a big streaming service for music. I didn't realize it until a few years ago how many people actually listen to music solely off of YouTube. That's a really big thing with a lot of younger individuals too, a lot of people who might be in high school right now or even younger than that. One of their primary delivery devices for music is actually YouTube. And not just music videos either, but you know, static videos that uh, that have music playing over them that's a that's a huge thing and obviously vinyl vinyl is a big thing too i don't know i don't know how many people that watch these videos or listen to us actually collect vinyl i do have a a small vinyl collection there used to be more in my collection i got rid of a lot of stuff um and my take on vinyl is that i only buy things that i already enjoy um, i'm not going to go out and get a new release from an artist on vinyl that's just not how i like to consume uh, my music i know people that are out there that the only way they consume music is by vinyl which i find very interesting um yeah my vinyl collection it's uh it's really is catered towards me and what i I love and what I'm passionate about. There are only certain scenarios and situations that I will actually listen to vinyl, which is more of a convenience factor. I have a very nice setup. Maybe I'll show it to you guys one day. Um, but, but yeah, vinyl's great. Vinyl is, it's a very ritualistic listening experience. There's always going to be that debate of whether or not the audio quality of vinyl is better than digital. Um, it's, it's not, Really, I don't, you know, if you listen to the highest quality digital audio experience that you can find, then yeah, I don't think there's really much of a comparison. The one thing that vinyl does do is because of the medium that it uses, you will hear the term thrown out there all the time that there is a warmth about vinyl. And that's very true, but that's just more due to the fact of 
that it, it's vinyl, the way it's run through and wired through speakers and whatnot, you do get a tone of warmth that doesn't really have anything to do with the audio quality. It's just kind of, again, like I've already said, the medium that it's being played on, there is a warmth, quote unquote, to vinyl uh, that you don't get in digital devices. But I've heard that that could be replicated via tweaking EQ settings on whatever you're listening to. So I don't know. I'm not really an audiophile in that sense. I don't really know that much about stuff like that, if I'm being completely honest. The next thing I want to talk about is how do you find out about new music? Do you find out about new music? If you're in one of those categories that doesn't have anything to do with uh, seeking out or actively seeking out new music, then then maybe, I don't know, don't listen to this or listen to it because it's uh, it's interesting. A lot of people rely on discovering new music based off of their friends' suggestions. Uh, I have friends, even though I'm a very active seeker of new music and I try to stay on top of things, I do have friends that I trust and rely on to suggest new music to me. Luke Jaggers, who was on this podcast, has been great about that. Um, there's a band called Code Orange who has a new album coming out very soon that I'm super excited for. And it's a band that I've known about. I've even listened to them in the past. Uh, I've known that they exist, but nothing's really broken through to where I've been super excited about them. But Luke stays on top of a lot of stuff and a lot of, not a lot of things, but there's quite a bit of things that I find out for the first time via Luke's Twitter. Um, and Code Orange was something that he highlighted and I thought it looked I thought it looked interesting. I checked it out, and lo and behold, I'm super excited about this new Code Orange album. But that's just an example of somebody that I hold in high regard in order to you know kind of get some uh, some new music ideas from, so to speak. Um, Discover Weekly style playlists on Spotify. If you're a Spotify user, or if you're not a Spotify user, and you don't know. Uh, Spotify every single week, they make a playlist. I don't know exactly how many songs it has on it, but it is catered specifically to your taste of music. They have an algorithm and maybe even some actual human individuals that help do this, but they have some sort of algorithm that they run your data through and it suggests X amount of songs for you to listen to every single week. And I love the discovery weekly playlist. I know some people out there like my girlfriend, um, I think Ryan Snelling and and our buddy, Phil, they, they live and die by that discover weekly playlist. They really do listen to a lot of stuff on there. My only tip for that is make a, another playlist. This is what I do in my playlist. I have my discover playlist, uh, every single week that's renewed. So whatever, Let's say you have songs that you like on it this week and you don't save them anywhere. Next week, those will be gone. So hopefully you wrote them down. What I do, I have a separate playlist called Saved from Discover uh, playlist. And what I do is if I hear something that I like, I will take that song and move it from the Discover Weekly playlist over to a saved playlist. That way I'll have it. Um, that way I'll have it for longer than that one week. And it's fun to go back and listen back to that playlist. I think I'm up to like 50 songs on it. Like I said, I only save the stuff that I enjoy a lot. I don't save everything. So, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, no harm, no foul sort of thing with the discover weekly playlist, but that is a great way to find out about, uh, about new music. Someone who actively seeks out new music, they kind of have these, 
these things about them that they will do uh, in order to find out about new music. One thing that I do is I will go down crazy rabbit holes with artists. If I if there's an artist or a genre of music that I like a lot and I want to find out about new artists around in and around that genre, I will often either go online and find out about stuff or I will go on Spotify and I will look at an artist's a uh, similar artist page on every Spotify on every artist on Spotify. There is a page somewhere near the top. When you go to that art, like if I went to Radiohead and I went to Radiohead's page, uh, there is a section at the top of their page that says similar artists. And it has a number, not a lot, not a lot of artists, but it has a pretty good chunk of artists that are similar to Radiohead. Now the the way that Spotify does it, it's not a perfect system because really what they do is they kind of track the artists. That, okay. So people that listen to Radiohead, they take the information of other artists that those people listen to and they kind of average them out and they make that similar artist playlist. It's not necessarily this artist sounds like this artist. They're just, it's kind of like a, if you like this, you will also like this sort of thing. If you want to find out specifically other artists in a specific genre, the best way to do that is just by going on the internet. You can go to Wikipedia and look up a genre of music or look up an artist and find out what genre of music they are. You can go on blogs. There's websites like Pitchfork and uh, Consequence of Sound, that uh, Lamgoat, if you're into heavy or aggressive music, that do a really great job at kind of... Uh, sort of kind of exposing you to new music. Um, but yeah, the last way to find out about new music is uh, New Music Fridays today. Today is Friday. I don't know what albums drop today because I'm recording this before the fact, but every Friday is when most albums, new albums come out. And you can find out the information about what albums came out by just a Google search. I like Metacritic. Uh, Metacritic has a section in their website. Maybe I'll link to it uh, in this YouTube video or the podcast description. But Metacritic has a section of their website that just deals specifically with new releases that have come out. And you can kind of see what's come out for that particular week, what's going to come out, what came out last week. The other way to do it on Spotify is if you go to the browse screen on a Friday, there is a section called New Releases, I believe it's called. And you can go through and look at everything that came out for that week and you can preview it or listen to it. And that's what I do. I preview almost every single project that's come out just to kind of get a taste, maybe like a 30 second taste of something, see if it's something I'm interested in uh, and listen to it or move on to uh, to something else. Let's talk about – so we've talked about all these different things. Let's talk about some of the challenges to the music industry because if we're talking about how to listen to music, one big side of listening to music is the business behind music. Let's talk about some of the challenges for not just the music industry in general, the big terms, but some of the more some of the other individuals involved in the music industry. Let's start off with producers, the people who actually record artists who mix their stuff, who edit it together to make it sound wonderful. One of the biggest challenges for these individuals, uh, I think, is summed up really well by Noah Forty Shabib or Forty. If you're familiar with Drake, he has been a partner of Drake for a very, very, very long time. One of the most respected producers in hip-hop music. Um, 
he once famously said that one of his biggest challenges in the modern music era is down to the fact that uh, there's so many different mediums to consume music. And as a producer, it's a challenge for him to mix music uh, to cater to all of those things. You kind of have to value one particular thing over the other because there's some people who just listen through earbuds or some people who listen to really nice quality headphones uh, through really nice speakers in their car and all the different car settings and car stereos that could possibly exist. And there's some people that just listen straight through their laptop speakers. Not all of those things are the exact same in the way that they put out music. Everything is going to sound slightly different in terms of the quality, in terms of the mix. And one of his biggest challenges and producers in general, their biggest challenge is the fact that you have to account for all of those things. So you know, if something uh, is mixed to sound great through headphones, it might not sound as good coming through your car stereo speakers. And that's where becoming familiar with uh, EQ settings or equalizers, you know, the way bass and treble is balanced in your car, all of that is uh, is a very important knowledge to have if you're ever experiencing something like, oh, this song sounds great coming out of my headphones but it sounds kind of like crap coming out of my car stereo speakers. The best way to battle that is kind of learning more about, uh, about EQ levels, EQ settings and how to EQ for your car or your phone or whatever in the best way possible. I'm not going to talk in depth about that today. Maybe I'll save that for like a YouTube video or something, but that's kind of where you need to go. Uh, if you want to fix that issue, another issue kind of challenging the music industry is oversaturated markets. And that's kind of where we are at today in the modern era of music. The music landscape is completely saturated. It's oversaturated to a certain extent, which on paper sounds like a really bad thing. But I think for music, for the idea of music, it's actually a really good thing. It is easier than ever to record music from the comfort of your own home. And what I mean by that, I don't just mean recording music. I'm talking about music that can compete with some of the best selling artists that are out there. It is completely logical for anybody here watching this to learn about mixing and producing music, getting the proper affordable equipment. It can just be some affordable equipment and you can make a song that sounds just as good in terms of the production as any Adele song, any Taylor Swift song, Metallica, who, whatever it is, you can do that if you have the right tools and the right knowledge and you can do it for a very affordable price. It has also never been easier to put your music out there for anybody to hear than it is right now. And both of those things together make for an oversaturated market. You have more people being able to make good quality music and you have more people being able to put that music out there for anybody to hear. I think those things in contention with one another is great for music. I think as a music lover, it couldn't as a music lover and for music consumers, which everybody who listens to music is a music consumer, it could not be a better scenario for you if you are a music lover. For the industry as a whole, it can be frustrating because you have these competing interests with one another. You have artists who want to make a big splash. Let's say on the day that we're listening to this or the, the day that you're listening, 
the day that you're listening to this, um, let's say an artist has an album that they want to put out and they have this great marketing campaign for it. And it just so happens that all these other artists put their albums out on the exact same day. Uh, it can fall by the wayside. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely an issue. Uh, the last issue that is kind of plaguing the music industry, the kind of behind the scenes stuff are just genres kind of rising and falling in popularity. If you are a hip hop artist or an alternative R and B artist, so to speak, Right now could not be a better time for you because it's such a popular music genre. Now, the downside to that is that that means that there are so many people trying to cash in on this music genre. If you are a metal band or a metalcore band, it's not the most popular music genre right now. It's just not. The kind of the stock for that genre music is lower than it's been in a really long time. The good news, though, is if you are a really, really good metal band or a really, really good heavy act like a band like Code Orange, it is possible for you to stand out in the crowd because there's just not a lot of people paying attention to it. So if you're a band like Deaf Heaven or Code Orange and you want to break through because you're doing something a little bit different, you're doing it really well, then it could be a good time for you to actually do that. Um, the last thing that I kind of want to leave people with, and I don't know kind of where we're at with time, but uh, the last thing I want to leave people with is album of the year list. I know if you are somebody who is just kind of getting back into music because let's say you came to sight and sound because you are a movie fan or a television fan and this music stuff's kind of new to you. Maybe you've kind of gotten the itch. Maybe you've gotten the kind of the bug inside of you to want to pay more attention to music and you got caught up in the hype of album of the year lists and you wanted to make your album of the year list last year, but you just didn't have enough to pick from. I'm going to tell you right now how you can start right now in January doing things that you need to do in order to better equip yourself to make your album of the year list, to join in all of the fun towards the end of 2017. Um, Here's the thing that you've got to do. You've got to make a playlist on a streaming service. First, that's first of all, you've got to get a streaming service because the only way to stay up to date on new releases efficiently is to be on one of these streaming services where you can hear anything that comes out. When you're on that streaming service, you need to make a candidates playlist. And that's exactly how this is how I do it. Obviously, there's multiple ways to do it, but this is how I do it. Make a playlist. Anything that comes out that you think could be a potential, even a potential candidate for it. Like, for example, Run the Jewels. I love that album. It is a candidate for an al- I'm sorry. It is a candidate for my album of the year playlist in 2017. That album is in that playlist. Uh, so go ahead and make that playlist. Whatever you hear that comes out in 2017, drop those albums in that playlist and just kind of kind of sit with it. Stay up to date with new releases. You can do that a ton of different ways. Uh, you can follow or find a tastemaker, somebody uh, like Zane Lowe, or you can follow Sight and Sound. You can follow myself, um, websites like Pitchfork, Consequence of Sound, uh, Anthony Fantano, probably the biggest and most well-respected reviewer on YouTube. You can follow these people and find out about uh, artists that you might have missed or bands that you might have missed or releases that you might have missed. But you've got to find a way to stay 
up to date with those things, like the other stuff that we've already talked about. Uh, getting to know that new release section in Spotify is a great way to do it. Like I said, Metacritic has a, a really nice list that you can you can familiarize yourself with, but you've got to stay up to date and you have to stay on top of new releases that come out. You don't have to listen to everything. You just have to listen to almost everything. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to listen to everything. You can skip around. You can, you know, you can miss things. It's really not that big of a deal. There are a ton of releases in 2016 that I missed 100%. That's okay. There's a lot of music that's coming out right now. Um, it's okay if you miss things. So don't let that stress you out. But it is good to stay on top of those new releases uh, for sure. Yeah, the other thing I can say is uh, – get excited, get excited about certain artists. If, if you want to make your album of the year list, I found that the more you learn and the more you get to know an artist or the background about how an album was made or the subject matter that they're talking about or leading up to an album release, the drama of an album release, like the one, the drama that happened, the drama and all the story and spectacle that happened with the Kanye West album, the life of Pablo last year, all of that affected how I felt about the album. Is that right or wrong? I don't know. That's a debate for another time. But I I was so caught up in that. I was so enamored with all of the stuff leading up to that album that it it made listening to the album, and after I found out that it was actually really good, it made all of that stuff really, really special to me. Um there's other artists that do stuff like that. Obviously, Bonnie Vare also had a lot of stuff leading up to his album. It was a really good album. It didn't affect me in the same way, but definitely learning about this stuff and diving a little bit deeper, it will make your enjoyment of the album that much more. I promise you. Um, towards the end of the year, towards the last, I would say, quarter of the year, so around September, October. Uh, you've got to start making your preliminary list. However long it is, it doesn't. Ha you don't have to make your top ten. It would be great if you could arrange everything that's a contender on your list somehow. And what I do is around September of every year, I will go ahead and make a preliminary list, and I will re-listen to every single thing on that. Well, maybe not every single thing, but I'll re-listen to a lot of the albums that I might need to freshen up, listen for things that I didn't catch the first time. And I will, I will start moving that list around. And I always ask myself the same question. When I'm listening to a particular album, I always say, is this better than this? And I know that's a really simple, straightforward question, but that's what you have to ask yourself. And you have to be objective about it and say, yeah, there's no way in hell Drake's views is better than this Radiohead album. It's just not. So naturally, it needs to be lower than that. Is Drake's views better than this album? No. Okay, let's move it down, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's really what you have to do. Uh, you have to start listening or you have to start making that list around September, start editing it, coming down to the wire, coming down to the last few weeks of December, you have to make a conscious effort to yourself that I'm going to make my list, my final list, make it, put it out there, compare it with your friends, find people that you know that uh, that you enjoy talking about music with, compare lists with one another. As always, you can always send us your list and talk about it with us, compare it against my uh, list. Hopefully in 2017, Ryan will have a list. But that's the fun, man. That's the fun 
of being a music nerd, a, a, a crazy music lover is all of this sort of community that we have centered around it. Um, if you do find yourself becoming, you know, a diehard music fan and you want to dive even deeper, there are a ton of other podcasts to listen to, uh, about music, obviously friends with music who has been on here before sight and sound is a music podcast from time to time. Obviously I do another music podcast called in the galaxy, uh, track show. Some of my friends over in England have a, an amazing show. Yeah, there's just a ton of stuff out there for you to dive into if you're ready to take that plunge. If you're not ready to take that plunge, yet yeah, that's fine too. But uh, if that's something that you want to do, yeah, we've kind of talked about everything that you might need to do. Um, this is uh, this is about it. We've run for 30 minutes after that break. Hope you guys have enjoyed watching this. Hopefully, I've done some graphics somewhere around uh, this video to make it a little bit more enjoyable rather than just me sitting here in my office. Hopefully it looks fantastic. If you're listening to this right now um, via audio, thank you so much for joining us as well. Uh, I'm not promising that this video format that I'm doing is going to be something that I'm going to keep doing for every Sight and Sound Music episode. This is kind of a trial because like I said earlier, I'm trying to uh, develop some sort of YouTube only show that's centered around music. It's probably going to be called the music show with Jay Williams. That's me. And, uh, it's going to be different than what we do via the podcast. The podcast is more open discussion. Like we've been doing here. This is going to have segments that we go into and stuff like that. So that's what I'm planning on. This is sort of a trial right now. Uh, maybe in the future we'll do more, uh, video components with podcasts. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. Again, my name is Jay Williams, J to the A to the Y to the E. You can find me at Jay Williams on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Jay Williams. It's the same for both. Like I said before, you can find my uh, my new music project, Separator at Separator Sound on Instagram and Facebook.com slash Separator Sound. Uh, this is Sight and Sound, where we talk about music, movies, and television. You can find Sight and Sound Weekly, which is our weekly podcast, where we talk about each topic, movies, music, and television, every Monday, Ryan Snelling and myself. Uh, you can subscribe and listen to that. And if you like any of those topics, you can come back and join us for Sight and Sound Music, Sight and Sound Movies, and Sight and Sound TV. Please go to our YouTube page. If you're watching this, you're already here. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button on every video you see. That helps us out so much. Help spread the word. Uh, it's 2017. It's a new year. Sight and sound is you know rolling along on all cylinders. Let's uh, let's try to get this thing going a little bit further. That would be amazing. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me, and we will see you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to Sight and Sound Music.